So I know God is all there ever is. This marvelous mystical thing we know as the universe ongoing at every instant is God at work or play, doing what God does, creating. Everything and everyone, everywhere, is part of this creation. I know there is no place that God is not, and because I am a part of this, I am doing the same thing all the time, consciously or unconsciously, creating my life. And so are each of us. We are all part of this. We are all creating all the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. I will admit this creation often looks rather random. How is this particular event something I created? Is it true that I that what is showing up in my world right now is a result of my intention? As I contemplate this, I realize I am already gleaning a new thing from the exploration, a new bit of wisdom, a new opportunity, a new feeling, and I own that I asked for that. Certainly, I am choosing to look for these things more consistently, especially when appearances don't seem to be going my way. And this I know, this is a spiritual muscle, a practice of tuning my nervous system and my focus toward gratitude, the result being a greater capacity to handle more powerful spiritual experiences. In other words, to have more good in my life and in the world. And I love this. I know that the ease and grace which I call forth each morning and dawn like clothing forms the underlying operating system from which all my life experiences stem. Singleness of purpose, as our teachers have suggested, keeps my world running smoothly. So I look on the bright side, as they say, and the brightness just keeps getting brighter. This is the law, don't you know? I recommend this highly. In the past month, I had the delightful opportunity to fill up with even more very much good. So very much love, peace, joy, and prosperity flowed into my life in so very many ways because I asked it to. God says, metaphorically, yes, my beloved, you can have that simply because you asked for it. And the fulfillment of my single-minded focus is always far beyond what my own limited imagination could have conceived. This is the wonder, beauty, and love of God at work. I am so very grateful for what I know today and for the knowledge that anyone and everyone can use the law this very same way for greater good in their lives. We are all using the law all the time, and the choice to call greater good to us is a practice of growing that spiritual muscle. The truth is that gratitude makes the results so much sweeter. I am grateful for this love over and above what I could imagine, which fills my cup, my heart, and overflows into the world in a greater yet to be. So I release these words into the action of said law with said gratitude, knowing these words are already changing the world. And so it is. Once in a while, ministers get harebrained ideas. I don't know if you've ever noticed that or not. I, I never have before, but um, you know, other ministers have. And I, it, that harebrained thing—I I caught it this week. What can I say? You know, and actually, I caught it about a month and a half ago because there was a title, kind of the official title for today's talk, and the official talk. And I took one look at it and said, "Nah, doesn't speak to me at all." 
So I did a different title. The title is The Note in Us All. And this, this whole month, we're looking at the idea of a pause for guidance, taking a pause, kind of a summer vacation, if you will, to just simply listen. And so The Note in Us All. Last week, we talked about imaging, imagination, sparking imagination, and the idea of imaging, which is the visual. But we don't just perceive through images and words. We also perceive through sound. We also perceive through listening. And so one of my favorite rock bands known as The Who, you might have heard of them from the late 60s and 70s, um, once planned to create a project called Lifehouse, which was intended to be a big budget feature film, a theater event, a double album song cycle, a concert, and a story of, <clears throat> let me take a breath here for this, <sighs> alien, alienated youth, modern society, science fiction, spiritual harmony and mysticism, virtual reality, and rock and roll saving the world. Kind of a small little uh, undertaking there, which uh, eventually did not happen. It kind of collapsed. Uh, Pete Townsend, who's the, the leader of the the Who said it was sort of like an airplane that, that looked really good on paper, but when it was built, it was just too damn heavy to get off the ground at all. So it eventually failed. And, and out of that, they left behind just a single album that was known as Who's Next, and uh, which rock fans know is probably their greatest album ever. So, so much for our little rock and roll history lesson. What I really want to talk about today is the song that inspired the Lifehouse Project, which was a song called Pure and Easy. And it starts off. There once was a note, pure and easy, playing so, so free like the breath trickling by, excuse me, rippling by, playing so free like the breath rippling by. This note is the originating note of the universe. You know, from ancient Greeks through the Renaissance, there was this idea of the music of the spheres, this idea that the universe was musical as well as visual. It was sacred music that was inaudible to the ear, but could be heard in the soul, by the soul. So let's today play with the idea of not just images and not just words, but notes within us all, the note within us all, and within all of the universe. Now, we can not only see and speak words, which we do, but we can hear and sing notes, the music of the divine through us, that our very lives are songs of the divine. Take a breath and take that in for a moment. As we harmonize with the sacred note, not only of the universe, but our own unique sacred note, which each of us has, which is in harmony with the universal note, we live lives that are meaningful. We live lives that are fulfilling. We live lives that are supporting of larger life in general. You know, those who believed in the music of the spheres said that we could hear the music, each of us could hear the music at birth. And so we were born with that ability. We were born knowing our music. But the song also warns what happens when we don't listen and don't live in harmony. It says, watch all the chords of life lose their joy. Distortion becomes somehow pure in its wildness, and the note that began all can also destroy. As we become separate from our true music within, and almost all of us, to be honest, were taught 
to listen to the rules of society rather than our own music. I remember growing up in the Catholic Church, there was a sin called quietism, which meant sitting and being quiet. It was a sin because it was thought that if you listened and got still, what you would hear was the devil. So we're never taught to listen within. And so we end up creating distortion, which is defined as the alteration of the original characteristic of a note, of a vibration. When we add the hypnotism or what Don Miguel Ruiz calls the, the domestication of a culture which is already out of alignment with the wholeness of the universe, it distorts our original wholeness and it leaves us feeling separate and alone and alienated. Take a breath. Probably each of us has had this experience at some time in our lives. And so we feel that way from ourselves. We feel that way. We feel separate from ourselves, our own authentic self. We feel separate from each other. We feel separate from life as a whole. In the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus says, if you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. So the note that began all can also destroy when we add that distortion, when we don't bring forth our true note. And that note, that idea, which is uniquely us, is here to be heard, to be sung, to be realized. And by singing, I don't mean that you have to musically sing it like Amy. I mean to be sing it as our life, as the song of our life. And it is powerful enough to create. It is powerful enough to destroy. And it responds to our direction and our use. How am I using this note? Am I using it to create something greater, something more harmonic, more wonderful? Or am I using it to create more distortion? How are you expressing your note? Do you take the time to hear it, to listen to it? Or are you too busy listening to the domesticated culture's uh, distortion? Say it five times real fast. Are you too busy listening to the distortion of the domesticated culture, which sings its distorted song all around us? You know, Michael Beckwith of uh, the Agape Spiritual Center said, we do not see because we have eyes. We have eyes because we see. We do not hear because we have ears. We have ears because we hear. That nature of the spirit within us sees and hears and thus creates in our physical form sense organs to support that process. And if we are created with that inner seeing and with that, if we're created with that inner hearing, then that must be spirits and our true nature. Is that seeing beyond the form, beyond the surface, that hearing beyond the noise and the clutter of our, of our world? And so do we support and pay attention to this listening? Do we support and paying attention to being able to hear this note within us all? And it doesn't matter how many times we've failed. It's always there to hear and follow. You know, Pete Townsend said that when his project, his Lifehouse project collapsed, which it did very publicly in London, he was humiliated. He was humbled. He was very depressed. He said, he made Remy Martin very profitable by drinking a whole lot of brandy for them 
Until one day he woke up and realized that he was still part of one of the best rock and roll bands on the planet. And so they went out, they played a few concerts in London, they got their confidence back, they got what I like to call their mojo back. They got to they came back to their true authentic self and remembered who they really were. And it wasn't about this failed project. And they went into the studio and recorded one of the best rock and roll albums of all time. This note is playing within you and me right now. There's a line in the song that says, the note is eternal. I hear it. It sees me. Forever we blend. As I learned a couple of weeks ago, it doesn't matter how far underwater you are or how unskilled or how foolish to go out in a boat without a life vest on, even if you think the, the river is shallow. It doesn't matter. What matters is choosing the note of life within you. I remember sitting down at the bottom of that water, having a moment thinking, is this the end of my life? And choosing and saying, no. I choose life. And then I just went God or spirit, and I just, with focus, and what matters is choosing the note of life, and it is enough to lift you out of any situation and land you safely on the shore. I had a visceral experience of that. And I know that that's true for each of us, that no matter where we are in our lives, no matter how many failures we've had, if we choose, that note lifts us up. That spirit lifts us up. So let's take a moment. Let's take a moment to listen. Just listen without trying to make anything happen, without trying to hear something, without any human agenda, personal agenda whatsoever, but to just listen to the note of life, which is constantly playing around and within us. And so let's take just two minutes to just simply listen.
There once was a note. It is still singing. Just listen. You will find it. It will find you. If you simply say yes to that note, you will be found. So this week, one spiritual practice, just a very simple spiritual practice. Take time every day to just listen. To just listen. Listen to life outside. Listen to life inside. Just listen. Are we good with that spiritual practice? I want to close with a verse from that song. We all know success when we all find our own dreams. And our love is enough to knock down any walls. And the future has been seen as men try to realize, and women, the simple secret of the note in us all. There once was a note. Listen. We'll do an affirmation. There is a note, pure and sweet, and I listen and hear. Say it with me one more time. There is a note, pure and sweet, and I listen and I hear. And so it is. And Brent and Amy have some wonderful music to remind us that we will be found. So let us take a moment to close in prayer. There is one presence, whatever name we give it, it's beyond all the names. One presence. It is pure life, it is pure love, it is pure light, it is pure joy. It is that note that is the universe that is each of us. We are one of that. If it is infinite, there is no place to be that could be outside of an infinite presence, of a one presence. And so we are that in expression. We are that being uniquely ourselves. Our lives are important because otherwise we wouldn't be alive. That infinite presence would have no need of our life and our expression. Fortunately, it does. And so I speak my word that we express our lives fully, uniquely. We sing out loud in our lives. We live out loud. We allow this presence to be expressed through us. We take off the shackles that have held us back. We take off the worry of, oh, what will other people think? They're thinking about themselves. Don't worry about it. Just be. Just be. Sing your song. Live your life. And I'm so grateful for each of us who says yes to this. For each of us who lives a little more out loud. Who sings a little more of our life. Knowing that this song that we each sing adds to the harmony of the universe. The universal harmony. 
And so I release this word into that, which we call the law, that process of bringing it into form and expression right here and right now. It is doing so. It is already doing so because it is already so. We're just catching up with it and we're letting it be. And we simply affirm that by saying, and so it is.